the song I'm going to sing tonight is Mother's Day song, so I'm dedicating this to all of you mothers out there, and uh, I uh, I hope that you really enjoy it. Start over, Jody. Someone down there waiting who's only drunk and love. 
to him and he didn't miss a single note and with all of his experience he still got a little uptight because you were here but what a beautiful message what a beautiful song and you sing it with such heart Jody thank you thank you for sharing your talents with us you just gave us all a gift and I know the mothers especially had a gift tonight I'm going to be Referring to the book of Romans. Earl, you got your book? He asked me to let him know what verses so he could read along. This is going to begin in Romans 8, the 25th verse. And we'll be from there to the end of the book of uh, the 8th chapter. Uh, pardon me. Yeah, the 8th chapter of the, uh, Romans. And I don't know if y'all can see back there that I have these two pages just marked up. Almost every line is marked up because Romans, and especially right here, the others are great also. But these have really spoken to me, and there's some of these that I read every evening. So I want to share that with you. Where are you starting, Lane? On... Uh, the 25th verse, 8th chapter of Romans. 8.25 in Romans. And I'll wait for anybody. Got me? All right. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. We hope for what they already have. But if we hope for what we do not yet have... We wait for it patiently. We wait patiently because it's more than hope. This is faith. It exceeds the hope. If we can see it, it's hope. But we already know we have that. We say we hope we have a good day. Well, we're really saying we have faith. This is going to be a good day when we have Jesus Christ in our life. But it's more than just hoping when we go into an area such as our faith, because our faith is so much stronger, things do not just come to us on our time schedule. But those of us that have faith in Jesus Christ understand His timing is always perfect. We're an impatient lot. We're impatient children because we want it on our time. But it is not like a graduation service that after the 11th year, you graduate the 12th year and you know it. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. With our faith, 
we, we have that assurance that he is with us. We don't have an assurance as to the time schedule, but we know that he is with us. And we've discussed the possibilities. Yes, hope. And then there will be a time. And we, B, we may have to wait quite a while. C, the answer might be no altogether. I went through a Mayus walk, and during that time, it was very emotional for me because I was serving as a weekend pulpit man for a first Christian in Slayton. And I had the feeling that God wanted me to be a minister. But there were things that went back and forth, delays, and I said, well, I guess I got the wrong signal here. So I need to reevaluate what he wants me to do. So it was several years later, I mean several years later, before I was blessed with this ministry. But those many years in between, I was struggling. God, if you don't want me to be your ministry minister, what do you want me to be? You want me to be a Sunday school teacher? You want me to be an elder? What is it you want me to do? But I had this feeling he wanted me to preach the word. So years later, I had that opportunity to come here. And those years in between were training. While I was in Slayton, then I got a better feel of what it was like to be up there in the pulpit, what it was like to work with a congregation. You know, how to, you know, I'd go make house calls. And these things that I learned prior to coming here were just like that still we talked about being forged. He was training me. He was preparing me. Just as if the students have been prepared for the last 12, 13 years, he was also preparing me. So there was hope, but there was faith. Because in my faith, I know he wanted me to do something for him. But I was trying to figure out, what is it? In the 26th verse, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Wordless groans. And He has, and He who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. You know, I, I really can't speak for any other congregation in my mind this is an unusual congregation in that we rely so much on that Holy Spirit in what we do like this morning service sure people were planning it but we felt that Holy Spirit with us and I feel it every Sunday that I deliver the message for Jesus Christ and I always hope someone else, just one person, can pick up that Holy Spirit that is with us. We're not afraid to talk about the Holy Spirit. I wasn't intimidated about talking about the devil this morning, but I sure was surprised to hear, pleasantly surprised, to hear the clapping that went on when I was talking about, devil, you're not going to have your way with First Christian Church. That applause let me know I wasn't the Lone Ranger. There were many of you that were feeling the same way. We're coming to the house of the Lord and we're going to worship you, Lord. Devil, step aside. 
because we're going in. So that spirit that he is talking about, Paul is talking about, we know it. We personally know that Holy Spirit because it's part of us. We can't draw a picture of it. We can't take a picture of it. But it's there. And we know it. And we feel it. And we rely on it. I have no doubt that Kathy Gyres feels that Holy Spirit when she sits down at that piano. Because the word, the, the, the notes flow so beautifully. If she is like me with my words, sometimes she's even amazed. The Holy Spirit is with First Christian Church Quantum. And we will not be turned away. We will meet and we will praise our Lord and our Savior. The 28th verse says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. In all things, He's faithful. We don't have to worry about that. We know we are His children. We are called from the time that we were baptized, we were called to be a minister in our own way. In our own way, called to worship Him. Before I came here, I was trying to worship Him with that Holy Spirit in a small little congregation in Slayton, Texas. Or sometimes teaching a Sunday school class at First Christian Love, Texas. But we are called by that Holy Spirit because we are loved by Him. We have certain responsibilities as His child. No two of us have the same fingerprints. No two of us have the same exact calling. Dr. David Smith and I and Larry, we're all called to be ministers. But it's different for all three of us. They're not the same. No there's one, there's one common denominator, and that's Jesus Christ and our love and our faith for Him. But our ministries are different. They are different. Chapter, uh, verse number 31. When, the, when then shall we say in response to these things? I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to have to go back to first grade reader. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? You know, I... Uh, not, I do not ask for and neither do I expect to have the wealth of Donald Trump. That's not what I want in my life. He has so much turmoil in his life that it's, it's even, you know, depressing. You can sense the anger that he has. You can sense how he's lashing out. He wants to be in control and he can't be in control and there's that anxiety in him. Here he is, as, as uh, George W. Bush said, the power can be addictive. 
He has that. But that power is not buying him happiness. It's not buying him what you and I have. Maybe if he realized what you and I have here in Quanta, Texas, he'd say, here, here's a million dollars. Let's, let's change places. And I promise you, I wouldn't trade places with him no matter how much money was put on the table. Because the peace that we have here, the peace that is beyond understanding, the peace that comes from that Holy Spirit that He has promised us is so much greater than the power. The power is going to be fleeting. George W. Bush, we remember him. And he's enjoying riding his bicycle cross country. He's enjoying that time by himself and being out on the ranch by himself not having those limos and airplanes flying over him and all that. He is finding peace. And that's what Donald Trump cannot buy. We have peace. We have been blessed. We have been blessed because, first of all, we declare Jesus Christ as our Savior. He's provided us peace that is beyond my expectations when I became a Christian. It's a peace that is beyond what I thought when I accept the call to come here. It is unbelievable the joy and the peace and the happiness we have. And I hope I'm not speaking out of place here in Quanta with these that we love, those that are our friends. I have a, a very good friend that was in line over at United Supermarkets. And he, re he was cashing out, reached in his back pocket, and he could not find his billfold. And he said, Wendy, I will be, Whitney, I'll be back. I've got to go out to the car and get my billfold. And there was a guy in front of him, and he didn't even know the name of this guy. He said, here, let me take care of it for you. Oh, no, I've got money. I've got money. But the guy went ahead paid him out. My buddy sat down wrote him a check for the amount. But that's not going to happen just anywhere and everywhere. But Charlie McSpadden was very pleased to meet this guy. He was pleased to, to have this acquaintance with a man that it was so nice and so caring. Are you going to find that in New York City? Washington, D.C.? How about San Francisco, L.A.? Doubtful. There's some good people there. They don't ever get noticed in the newspaper or on the news, but there's some good people. But this is like one large family here. Then we put our arms around each other and we support each other. Look at the funerals. When you go to the funerals, look at the mixture of folks. It's not just one denomination in there. It's the family that comes together because we know the Holy Spirit. And very seldom do I ever see anybody in there that I really don't know. Oh, there's out-of-town family and so forth. But I've got to believe the ones sitting there, at least the ones I know, believe in Jesus Christ. And they're not worried about the name on the door. They find peace in Jesus Christ. The peace that we are talking about. If God is for us, who can be against us? Don't we all need to remember that? Don't we all have challenges in life? Maybe we are being attacked by someone and we feel falsely 
But as long as we keep our eyes focused on Jesus Christ, on God, on that empty cross, and I assure you, there are times when I've been under attack, I have to remind myself, remind myself, remind myself that God has this because it hurts. It hurts. But God has it. God has it. And we are blessed to be able to walk hand in hand with Him. With the, uh, again, the same chapter, the 35th verse. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, persecution or famine or nakedness or danger of the soul? Will any of these things separate us from Jesus Christ? I think of those first century Christians and the persecution they had. I can just imagine because of the movies I've seen where they're waiting in some dark tunnel to go out into that arena, knowing that in that arena there's certainly death. The ones I think of first are the lines that are turned loose on them to rip them apart. It may be a man and his wife that refuse to turn their back on Jesus Christ. I don't know if they had the children in there or not, but it was terrible terrible and these individuals all they had to say is well I'm not too sure if he's Christ or not I just know Jesus that's all the same thing today when people are being beheaded all they have to do is deny Christ but these Christians are not going to deny Christ they are making a statement you and I might say I would not I would not turn my back on Christ well that sounds good because we're nice and comfortable in an air-conditioned sanctuary. But if we walked outside and they had that big knife and they were fixing to go to work on us, there would surely be some people that weren't sure if he was their Savior. It's tough. It's tough to always stand for Jesus Christ. And it's going to be tougher. It's going to be tougher. We have a Jesus Christ that is allowed to go into the school and have prayer. The Ministerial Alliance is working on a program now that once a week there will be Bible study after school. The ministers are going to rotate, but there will be a Bible study in the school system in Kuala, Texas. Even the superintendent himself has lifted up prayers while in the school. We have a community that believe in Jesus Christ, and it's like Dan Mike said, I would really, no, he did not say this. I do not want to misquote him, but it was Buddy Freeman. Buddy Freeman said, I'd like to see how far anybody is going to get against an uh, indictment for Christians in this community. If someone sued us for having prayers, good luck in the court of Hardeman County. You're wasting your time and your money with your attorney. We are blessed for we know who is our Lord. We know who is our Savior. And we know that in all situations, in all situations, the trials and tribulation, and we all have them. Without a doubt, we all have them. As I look at you, I can remember some of those that you have shared with me or we went through together. 
We all have trials and tribulation, but those of us that believe so strongly in Jesus Christ will not turn our back on Him. We'll not turn our back on Him. I shared with you before, but not all of you were here when I did, so I'm going to do it again. In Lubbock, I had a, a friend. I worked with him, and he was a general manager of Mass Mutual, and that's the one I had my contract with. I had my office there, and years before I met him, his little son, and I believe he was five years old, was run. He got out in the street, run over and killed by someone. I think they, you know, they were delivering something to the homes, you know, somebody like uh, swans or something like that. They did not see this little child, ran over and killed him. He never went back to church again. Now, let me be fair, he didn't go a whole lot before. But just the opposite took place with his wife, she would not, she would not miss a Sunday unless it was something really health-wise or something of that nature, out of town, but she had a stronger commitment in there. We have choices to make. And those of us that believe so strongly in Jesus Christ, nothing, nothing is going to separate us from Him. Absolutely nothing. If we had people that made fun of us for going to church, that would not stop us from going to church. This morning we did not have electricity, but we were coming to church. We believe in Jesus Christ. And nothing, nothing is going to separate us from Him. Nothing. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through Him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height nor the depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God loved us so much he sent Jesus Christ to us. Jesus Christ loved us so much he died on that cross for us. There was one way to find salvation, and that was the Lamb of God. When the Hebrews left Egypt, it was after they put the Lamb's blood over the doors, and death, death that was coming through the communities passed by those doors that had the blood of the Lamb. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God and His blood has shared, has been shared for each and every one of us. His blood has made us safe. His blood has promised us eternity in heaven. He's done this for you and He's done it for me. And nothing, nothing is going to separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing. As Paul has written, nothing will separate us, not illness, not death, not fires, nothing. Not persecution, nothing is going to separate us from the love of our Lord and our Savior. It's in his name we 
we lift this message up. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give him the praise and the glory. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are blessed. We do not know. We do not know Donald Trump personally. We do not know Vice President Pence personally. We do not know J. George W. personally. But we do know you personally. And you are the creator of the universe. We go directly to the source. We don't have to worry about those individuals that are so impressed with who they are and the power and their publicity. We don't have to do that. We don't do that. We go around them to our Lord and our Savior. For you are the creator of all. And yes, you take care of your children just as a good shepherd would. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.